The following is an archived podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery, a Charles Austin company. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. All right. I am now recording. This is case 117. This is Spider Lindell. I am here in Silver Spoons, Georgia. I have acquired a guide to help me move down the river to help me accomplish this week's uh, task. And um, I just want everyone to know this device will be going for the remainder of our trip. And I am joined by... What, what, I'm sorry, what did you say your names were? Well, I didn't consent to be recorded, but uh, I'm glad you're recording because you might learn a thing or two from me. The name's Georgia Nolens, and I come from the Bronx up in New York City. I'm a How bit of a... How you doing? I, I'm Chiron, all right? Yes. Oh, I assume uh, Karen. You said Karen. You're our you're our f- sort of our fairy here down this sort river. Sort of a C H A R O N type. Sh- Sharon. I don't know exactly how it's pronounced. Ch- Chiron. You don't know Chiron. how your own name is pronounced. It's a family name. Hmm. And your family never it's told a family you how to name. pronounce it. I'm not it? sure. And my grandpa. You know, I just called. You know, my whole time I just called my dad Paul. You know, so I never really. You know, he called me K-Ron. Sometimes he called me okay. Sharon. Sometimes he called me... It's a family name. I don't know exactly how it works. Look here, Karen. My name is George Nolens. And, uh, you know, I've traveled the whole world wrangling various exotic flora and fauna for my elite clientele. And I'm not at liberty to divulge much more than that, but I am looking for something rather extraordinary. And I believe well, you I'm- can lead me there. You're the only man who can do it. I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to step on your toes too much, but, you know, uh, you know, uh, I got some simple rules of the boat that right now you're breaking. I don't, I don't want to, I know I'm sure you're, you're, you both are having a great adventure, but, uh, you know, I, I'm gonna skip ahead to rule three. I, I don't really need to know any of y'all's backstory. Well, it wasn't Everybody for you. Com- I started giving my backstory because he's recording. This is for the people listening. Well, I read the briefer before I came down here to Icker Creek. It said, "Don't tell the backstory." I didn't I say anything. I, yeah, I didn't say really. anything. I didn't say anything. I only do two I just people want that at to be time. On the record. I didn't say like anything. Big I thought, adventure, I, thought you know. I was pretty reasonable by saying just a little bit and then claiming I won't tell you more. I know how that works, though. You know, no, you know, no offense. Yeah, every time I take some. Feller down here, down the Icker Creek, and we go and you know go down the creek. All of a sudden, they say, oh, "I can't tell you anymore." You know, go down about another mile. All of a sudden, they say, "You know, oh, my benefactor is," and they start giving me hints. You know, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say any more well, details. Uh, if right. I speak you about are, my, you are, if I though. speak about my backstory, this is only for my recording purposes. It's not directed at you, right? Um, me too. As Just, I said, I'm, let's keep the backstory to a minimum. I'm sure you both have, I have great to record backstories, it. I have but to really record it for necessary. my job. This well, is you know, part of the job. New York City, document. where I come from, everyone has a backstory there. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not interested in that. We're about to kick off here, gent. So, uh, uh, you mind if I go over before we get on the open water what the actual rules of the boat are? I know. I, I'm go, sure you guys I, I read my emails the, beforehand. I have come to Icker Creek to confirm if this jar of glowing green—it's uh, like a sinew or like a a goo or slime of some sort. I right, essentially have to adventure. confirm if this is. The essence of a woman. Um, my client has <clears throat> enlisted me to help him build the perfect woman. I, and I, you know, I like that's all I can divulge. Sports. This you is know, if you this guys is, would get this is just for my record purposes. This is or... not uh, Karen. You don't have to listen to that stuff. I'm sorry. I know it's against the rules, but it, like I said, it's not directed at you. It's just you're gonna be playing Michigan, is you know, or in Alabama, they're gonna be playing Michigan. If you guys want to talk about. College football, if you don't know about that, I know, you know, baseball, NFL stuff like that. Not too good on hockey, but yeah, if you guys don't want to get on your your your, your backstories or whatever, we can talk about sports. All right, should I, should I, can I get to the rules of the boat? Should I tell you all the rules of this boat right now before we kick off? Are we ready? Everybody got You're everything the they need? Just because you tell them doesn't mean I'm going to follow them. But sure, tell us your rules, Karen. All right, rule one, I am the god of this boat. You know, this boat is very important to me, all right? I carved this boat myself out of a tree that my daddy hanged himself from. You know, I was trying to prove some sort of metaphysical point to a god I no longer believe in. 
So uh, that means this is pretty much my territory here. So you what know, I say it's, goes. It's pretty hypocritical of you to start shoehorning your backstory <laughs> into the rules of the boat. After it's you my just boat, on an I can say when you are on rant. your boat, you can say your backstory Georgia, all you let want. let him talk. This is his boat. In, it's my you know, boat. I'm going to say my backstory. You're in my neck of the woods. I don't know who you are. I don't need to know about your backstory, all right? We haven't even set Not sail yet, and you're already cramming your backstory down our throats. Rule number two, no funny business on this boat, all right? No flirting, no panning off, no romance. Every once in a while, you know, I get a lot of these people lately. Husband and a wife rent out the boat, pretend to be two people who don't know each other, and coincidentally start falling in love. And It's a very specific, bizarre, and annoying fetish to me, and I don't want to play part in any psychosexual hijinks. So let's just keep all funny business off the boat. All right, I know you guys want to tell more about your backstory, but that's rule three for me. I don't want to hear none of the backstory. I'm sure you guys are having the adventure of a lifetime. You know, you looking for a mummy? Keep it to yourself, you know? You got a long-lost brother that's a millionaire, something you need to find out about? I don't need to know about any of that. If you got any skulls with any jewels in them, you know, keep them, you know, covered. You know, I don't want... You know, sometimes when people get these haunted objects or these skulls or something, they're always pulling them out and looking at them, and somebody goes, what's that? Then they hide it again. I don't want none of that. So if you got any cursed objects, any ancient objects, any treasure, all right, just 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 keep it under wraps. And um, no. last but not least, guys. Oh, go ahead. You got questions? You, you, yeah, you said something it's kind of confusing at the beginning of that little rant there. Um, you said this is a creek. I thought that Icker Creek is a river. Well, it's a river uh, uh, in terms of uh, you know geography. Functions as a river. Well, you just said it, we're on uh, a creek, but I, I'm pretty sure we're on well, a river. Well, it we could have been a creek. creek. At, it could have been a creek at some point in time. Well, no, I'm we sure. just called it. The, we kind of you know we. Ain't, from no big city Brooklyn or the Bronx or whatever. We don't really know, you know, when does a creek become a river? You know, I don't know when it crosses that threshold. You know, I don't know when something's a cove or an inlet, you know? I don't know well, what I a delta you is. you were like the expert of navigating Icker Creek. And I, I think I, I an expert navigate would know it's it, no a, problem. a river. In terms of describing it in language you might find uh, suitable, uh, I probably don't have that sort of acumen. Hmm. Interesting. I, I call, you know, to me, you know, we, we're simple people. We call the ocean a creek, you know. Sometimes I call it a lake. Everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say it. Don't got to use the right word. Uh, Chiron, if if we think that the this area or place, something might pertain to our end goal, uh, is it okay to talk about our end goal? If it Does that make sense? That's a great question. All right. So in any case, if you see something that you think might relate to your backstory, right? You're able to Well, it's to not ask, my backstory. I have a task that I've been charged with that I'm... That's, it's all part of the same kit and caboodle, all right? No, because the mission is reserve. in the future. That's not his backstory. He's trying to complete his mission for his master or his client. That's the all future. Right, not that's master. not a backstory. You may ask me a reserve question that, that uh, 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 attempts to pry information but does not give me any. Okay. Well, for one thing, I've noticed your fireflies here. There's purple ones. There's orange ones. There's green ones. There's red ones. Is that unique to this area? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That goes up and down the creek. I mean, we're going to go up to a spawning pool about you know, a couple miles ahead. You're going to see mosquitoes got the shape of the head of a man. Oh, I mean, they're still small mosquitoes. You know, they're still small skaters. But they got a little itty bitty, you know, kind of bald, like a white man's, like a bald, like a like like a Ugh. like a orb kind of, you know, they, like a like a feller in his forty five, you know, a forty five year old feller that only eats fast food, kind of looking like that man's head. Yeah, do they suck blood with like human teeth? Like they chomp India? You know, I don't know. They bit and they'll bite you. I mean, they'll bite you. They typically go after people, you know, drunk. You know, they'll swarm somebody who's drunk. You know. You know, in my travels, I once thought that uh, I got bit by a mermaid, but it turned out it was just a fish with human teeth. Well, I uh, all right. Well, that that, actually, that was an anecdote. My, uh, I'm okay with that. That was an anecdote. If one more sentence, that would have been a full blown backstory. Funny enough, you mentioned the mermaids because I had to go down to Chile um, for my client because he said he heard there's a mermaid down there and I have to go get it for him. Oh my god! All yeah. right, that that's that's getting dangerously did you close. Did you to find backstory. the mermaid? I did. Um, I brought her back to Los Angeles to his home, and she lives in an incredible um, grotto pool-like lagoon area that he had built for her. Yeah. Oh, that sounds super for her. 
All right, we're kicking off, boys. All right, go ahead, get your arms and legs within the boat at this time. And reminder, in addition to the standard rates, I get 5% net gross of any ancient treasure you may get. All right, that 5% is mine. I'm going to get my 5% of that treasure, all right? So don't try to be smart and hide any treasure you find because I'm going to notice it, and then it's just going to be an awkward conversation. All right, no hiding treasure. Everybody got that? We'll see. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, we signed the waivers, so I think I thought that was like clear work. All right. Hand me that paddle up there. We're going to get on going down here now. Water's pretty calm here. You can go ahead and stick your hands right in there. Ain't nothing going to bite you here. Looks like it's going to be a pretty clear night, too, thankfully. Does the weather change sporadically here? Does it? You know, the weather will kind of come and go. It can go really quickly all of a sudden. You know, we get hurricanes on this creek. Hurricane. <laughs> I mean, full blown hurt. You get little hurricanes. They'll be, you know, not but six feet tall, but they're hurricanes nonetheless. They'll get you. They'll turn you right upside down. That seems like Sometimes the most dangerous kind of hurricane. I'd underestimate a six foot tall hurricane. I'm telling the truth here. You know, they got little toad critters in here. You know, it may sound crazy to you. I ain't never been able to get a picture of them, but they got little toad critters in here. And you'll see them sitting on a stump playing their little guitar that they make out of reeds. You know, with their pig girlfriends, you know, Hurricane will come right up, spin them around, shoot them, you know, half a county away. Oh, my God. If I'm lying, I'm dying. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Oh, let's take a look up here. Y'all see this little delta here? This is a protected breeding, breeding ground right down here. Oh. Mm. Y'all familiar with the Canada goose? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. they. I, I, I thought the, the honking was a, a big group of people, but uh, I can see now it's... Uh, no, that's them Canada nasty goose. Nasty creatures. Nasty oh, creatures. Oh, no. They're, they're a lot more chill down here. I heard in Canada they're biting people. They're pooping everywhere. They're aggressive here. The geese are pretty cool. You can think of it like uh, the geese are kind of on vacation you know, down here. They migrate down here. They breed. They fart out some eggs or whatever. I'm not really sure how it works. I don't really know how the breeding process works. But, uh, yeah, these guys are cool. You can walk right up to them and smack them in the head. They don't even do nothing to you. They don't even feel it. Oh, my well, God. I, I'm not going to do that. I mean, <laughs> I, don't need a, I don't need a lawsuit. Now, look up on the banks right there. Them, them, two, them two Canadian geese are French kissing right there. You can see it. They just got their tongues down each other. I didn't even know they could oh, do that. They're French Canadian, huh? Yeah, but they, they they, this is a beautiful protected area. Montreal. I heard some of the boys will come down here with uh, you know golf clubs or something. Some of the some of the college kids, some of the high school kids. Every once in a while, they'll go up whipping some of the Canadian geese. They start honking about. They run around here, but uh, boys will be boys. You know, this might verge dangerously close to backstory, but can I tell you that one of my greatest regrets in life is that in high school I didn't do more of my homework. You know, I, I, I got to say, if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to say your backstory and then just phrase it as if it's a question, you know, I still think that's just kind of cheating. That's just kind of saying but your backstory. That's barely my asking. backstory because it's not germane to my secret backstory. That's just an ordinary thing about my life as a normal guy. You oh, know so what? we're dealing with multiple backstories here. This is not what I wanted to hear. We're dealing with multiple separate backstories do they converge at certain moments not this one it's just honestly if i did my homework maybe i could have been a scientist instead of a fucking wrangler of rare florida and flora and fauna you know i i do feel a little bad you know uh you've been saying so much of your backstory even though i did say no backstory that uh spider lindell i believe uh you know if you want to say some of your backstory to kind of catch up because I do feel like you're kind of abusing your backstory privileges there georgia well you brought up high school kids and i'm just saying i wish i changed what i did in high school i wish i did more homework well i uh i've been doing um this for just about four years working for my client i worked at uh, tmz for about 10 years i worked there fresh out of high school i uh, got an internship mentorship all that stuff and uh, i learned a lot i mean the stuff you see in la and everything is kind of crazy some of it's crazier than the stuff you see here i'm sure you know, oh, I'm sure. What kind of uh, Karen, stuff do you see in L.A.? Oh, you wouldn't believe. I mean, come on. Where do I start? Movies? You know, probably got, anywhere. You can probably start anywhere. Oh, you, know, you see movies out there. Drew Carey getting ketchup all over his shirt. Oh, my God. That's pretty good. Now, I'd like to see that if he if he had some mayonnaise as well, you know, making a hot dog. Perhaps if he's wearing a white suit. 
Well, if he was wearing yeah, white, I don't think good. the mayonnaise is as bad. What as color the was the suit? Oh, it was a blue suit. Mm. Yeah, mayonnaise would be pretty funny on a blue suit. Never heard of no blue suit down here before. What kind of feller wears a blue suit? No, one time we found, going uh, to we, Easter? found we found Johnny Depp in a ditch. Doing what? Oh, he was asleep. He was drunk. Oh well. Yeah, that sounds pretty his similar to, to some of the his, stuff we His head to tone his Jack Sparrow costume, and uh, yeah, I think he might have had to be arrested or something like that. I don't remember, but uh, yeah, maybe he was I mean, just in character as Jack Sparrow, and he wasn't really drunk. That's what I said, you know. But uh, yeah, it gets crazy out there on the West Coast. You know, I won't go too far. That's backstory. Uh, the Wild so West. Go, yeah, you can't know. compare you know, to uh, the concrete jungle of New York City, but no. I mean, maybe you guys could ask me about my backstory. I'd let you talk about your backstory a little bit, maybe. Well, it's just know, that it's you have an anti-backstory policy, and yet you keep insinuating that you want to tell And everybody yours. keeps saying their backstory now. Nah, now nah, I feel like I'm, you know, missing out a little bit. Like <sighs> I don't it's know if you fair. fellas are bonding or whatever. If yeah, I go ahead. Say, uh, all right. Well, my name is Karen. You know, I also go by Karen and Sharon and Sharon. You know, basically, any way you can kind of say it, I'll, I, you know, I'll respond to it. I get what you're trying to do. Uh, uh, I just, I just, you know, I, I see your little recording device. If I, if I could plug my band, uh, I play the jug in the local yokels. All right, I play the jug. You know, we got, you know, Terrence, he's a washboard. I got cricket. He is on the gut bucket. You know, I got a, I got a feller named the Mystery. He plays a big beat up bed spring. Uh, we're looking for a new radiator and metal spoons player, but oh we my got god, this, really? Yeah, uh, we got this honestly, kid who stepped in, but uh, I, I I don't mean to keep bringing up high school, but honestly, I played radiator in my high school marching band. Oh, you you carry that sucker around? Yeah, you know, I'd strap it around my neck and just walk around with that radiator on my chest, banging metal spoons on it on the football field. It was quite a workout. Well, you know, if you if you uh interested in perhaps uh joining on up local yokels old uh you know silly steves ends up going back to college and falls so we could use a new radiator metal spoons player you know it's ironic it's ironic uh, they're called the local yokels because for me they're from pretty far afield down here in georgia well yeah it's local to us you know that's kind of the thing yeah yeah we got dj loquacious on the drum machine as well that oh cost God. about three thousand. That's some serious gear DJ Loquacious has got, and he kind of ties the whole band together. You think I'm that a DJ a would, would be DJing, but he's on the drums, huh? No, he's on the drums. I guess he DJs as a side gig, and he didn't want to change his domain name. Uh, that's good brand. So he said he's still going to be DJ Loquacious. Yeah, we play at the Critter Club every Friday. Where do I talk into this? Can I talk into your? Yeah, my you name is. Karen, uh, no, uh, check out the. Cook, no, we no, no, play no. at the Critter Club er, every Friday, and uh, you don't you come on down to see us. I'll hoot and holler uh, into that jug for you. Y'all yeah, live on there. I'll just wipe that off. What what kind of jug are you working with? We talking about three X's on there? How many X's? Um, you know, I'm I'm talking about a three X. I got I got two I got a two X, but I don't really like busting that one out. That one doesn't work as well. I, I, you know, the five X one. You know, I can only play that for about 30 minutes. The fumes get, you know, it's empty jug. And trust me, you know, it's empty drug. The five, you know, the the, the triple uh, 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 pentuple proof alcohol been gone from that for a minute. But, you know, the uh, sort of like ether, sort of like sniffing ether. So if I play the 5X jug and I get a good hoot in there and I accidentally take a little breath on my way up and it caused me, I'll, I'll, I done passed out on the stage probably three, four times, you know, so, with that you know, 5X jugs. Up, it's funny hearing all these differences in the South compared to like New York City because obviously we have radiators in New York City and that's why we have radiators in our marching band in high school. But we don't actually hoot on jugs up there. We have malt liquor containers instead. And that's great. Well, you know what? The more different we are, the more we seem the same. Yeah, the other thing we have in our marching band is a guy with a delay pedal and he's running all the instruments through it and he's turning the delay, like the knob for the feedback setting and it's going... I don't know is if you that, got that it, down here. Is that good? It sounds pretty cool. It's kind of like indie and experimental a little bit. Indie? What? What? What's indie? Well, there was these local boys done good called the Strokes, and well, that's a story for another day. That's not my backstory. That's someone else's backstory. That's somebody else's backstory. I, I can't be hearing anybody. I, I I got enough to just keeping track of y'all two's backstory in my own before uh, uh, getting a fourth backstory in the mix. 
Well, the Strokes are a, they're like an American, you know, legend. They're American myth. You know, Johnny Appleseed, Paul Bunyan. Well, you have, now you have the Strokes. They're the latest one. That's right. And they said, you know, the uh, cave down here, they said Paul Bunyan slept a night here. Let's take a look down here. Y'all oh see God. this? This oh. kind of lumen cave over the banks of the creek there? Yeah, they, they said he was looking for all. Uh, this is a haunted cave. So, uh, you know, be wary. I say, you know, don't spend the night here if you ever come this way again. Apparently a giant lived here many moons ago. Uh, we say moons instead of years here. Uh, well, don't moons giant, go every month? Um, a moon is like a month, not year. Well, any, many moon, a moon's a month, but 12 moons is a year, and we also call that moons, too. It's like if I says three hours from now, you says 180 minutes, I guess we'd both be right. So, yeah, okay, where I'm from, we talk about a moon as a month, and then there's a dozen... Months in a year, right? In and New then York a gross, City, a gross of moons moon. is 144 months. A gross. Er, Mayor Eric Adams is is on, saying many moons ago. That's right. <laughs> um, we do have the moon in New York. Why that. would he not say that? It turns out we're a lot more similar than what I thought. But uh, yeah, yeah, we are. All right. This uh, in this cave here said the giant ate some bad food and died. Oh no! Said he was complaining for seven days about how much his stomach hurts before he finally passed and his soul rose to incorporate itself within the cave. Oh, my God. And they're saying, if we're real quiet, we can hear him complaining still to this day. I'm going to listen up. Why don't we listen? God, this fucking... hurts my stomach. Oh... Did you hear that? It might have been those geese, those Canadian geese honking. I'm not sure. Tums. You can hear it. Careful now. There's powerful spirits at work. Oh, my God. If any of y'all's stomach starts hurting, we need to get out of here right away. I can feel my stomach turning a little bit, but all I ate today was uh, cottage cheese and black coffee. So uh, I think that might be par for the course. I got a question. You might remember this, but <clears throat> my client has a friend who's a, uh, well, we'll say a very wealthy man, and his son is a chef, and he came here to find a certain ingredient. His name was Stevie Beezlebub. I don't know if it rings a bell. Stevie, Be- Stevie Beezlebub? Yeah, yeah. His dad is uh, Gregory. Well, uh, well. Anyway, the Bezelbubs uh, is a name we ain't heard around here for a minute. Regardless, Stevie told me when he came down here on your boat, that was about seven miles up, and he swears on his life that he saw on the shore a Gengar. Oh my God! Was that real? Was that true? Yeah, I, I can believe it. Yeah, I can believe it. There's lots of things that show up on the shore, you know, lots of critters that ain't belong. Not sure what they are. Well, what what I wonder is, I if see a this lot place, of visages moving through the forest, all ominous like. But what if it's something in the air that's like maybe sort of like a, a hallucinogenic, you know, substance that makes people see stuff? I'd say that'd be a pretty good deal if that's what's going on here. That'd be a pretty good deal if there's some hallucinogenic river that's making me see frog people and their pig girlfriends. Yeah, I'd say that'd be pretty good. I'd take that a lot better than just seeing all this stuff. Well, for a seasoned wrangler of uh, the supernatural and exotic, my thought when I see a Gengar is there must be a trading post nearby. On account of how you have to trade. Well, them I don't think you've seen a Gengar. I don't. Them. I wouldn't believe if you told me you saw one. And there, he said know, it was here. Well, I'm not willing know, to there give is my full a trading post nearby. Sorry. I don't know what a you know if it, what that means technically, but you know there is the old haunted general store. Oh my god! It's right around the creek here. Hold on, we'll go move around this. Uh, grab the paddles. Let's get around here in the corner there. It's going to open up. You see it right down there in the distance. It's a haunted general store. Doesn't look like Let that. Let me tell y'all the here. story. Y'all want to well, hear the, the backstory? Sign is still glowing. 
are, are we are we preoccupied with another? Should I introduce another backstory in the mix? I don't have a problem with backstory. You're the captain. You're the one who has a problem with it. I you know I admit that I do have a problem with backstory, and now I feel like I completely lost control. But uh, you know, this is one that I'm looking at it, and I'm a tour guide, and I feel like. You know, even though, you know, backstory be damned, I just got to say it. You know, I just got to say it. The year's 1922. All right. You see that building there, the Haunted General Store? That's the Clunk County General Store. The owner of it, 100 years ago, walked into the bathroom while his wife and two sons sat at the dinner table. 30 minutes go by, they ain't hear from him. Not uncommon, but a little long. They went to check on him, wondering why it was taking so long. The door was locked and no one was responding. So the two sons panicked. They didn't hear nobody in there. They thought he done passed out or something. They kicked the door open. Ain't nothing in there. Ain't nothing except the most foul, black, green, huge turd they ever done seen in their life. Oh, my God. Sticking out of the darn water in the toilet thing, looking like a human couldn't have done it. Too big for a human to done, they done said. Smelled like hard-boiled eggs and crab legs. Windows windows were closed. They couldn't find their father anywhere. They went searching. Years go by. The family was terrified by this omen. They tried to burn down the house with the turd still inside. However, uh, the fire didn't take mysteriously. Just go out in a poof of smoke. They got freaked out and they done ran away. Some say if you go into the bathroom there... You can still see that black green turd looking at you like Frankenstein wearing a blazer. Well, some still say that, but wouldn't it be really easy to verify? I, I mean, yeah, if you want to. I mean, do you want to go in there? I mean, it's too scary. Really, it's a haunt. Yeah. It, I, I got told it was haunted. Well, I'm not sure that I'm scared of it. I just don't want it to smell bad. It sounds. I'm smelly. pretty scared. You know, More I'm scared. I got something's. I'm a simple feller. Something's haunted. I'm scared by it. I don't ask a lot of questions. I just get scared. Well, I think the explanation, possibly like we just like we just said, is that you could be you know hallucinating all this stuff, and you know there's nothing to be afraid of. It's all just hearsay and legends and myths, and maybe that uh, Stevie Beezlebub was also hallucinating when he claimed to see a Gengar. I don't know, if, which is a ghost, by the way. He's saying he saw a ghost. Right. I don't know if I believe in ghosts. I don't know if any of that's real. I have this this goo right here, which. I believe has something significant about it, but I'm not sure if it's supernatural. Well, where did you get the goo? Uh, my client. Oh, I forgot. It. You guys, you guys have backstories, but you don't want to talk about them. You just want to allude to well, them. Well, it's a privacy thing. I have. Right. A- it's sort of like when you're you, when you're reading a book, right? And somebody's got like a secret, and they just keep talking about it, and then I yeah. know it's going to come out. I know you guys are just going to tell me. Like I, I, I'm sorry well, to, we have to presume, but that's kind of like how that. yeah, we both have like very, you. very powerful, influential clients right. who have reason for discretion in their work. Right, and you're going to tell me though. By the end of it, I can tell you're going to tell me who your client is. Well, I thought you don't I like backstories. So. Like, well, yeah, I, I can tell you're just going to do it anyway. So you know, originally I was kind of resistant, but then I thought. While lean into the backstory angle, maybe I get a little, you know, talk a little bit about myself. I don't get to you okay, know, talk well, too much about myself. I, I can't tell you who my client is, but what if I tell you what I'm after? No, that, that's fine. You can tell me what you're after, but I'm just, I just want to put out there that eventually you're going to tell me who he is. Well, I don't think I can do that, but you know what I'm after? I think after? you're going to, I think it's going to happen anyway. I just got a feeling. You already told me a lot, been like 20 minutes since I've known you. I'm after the last living dinosaur. The Velociraptor. I've gotten word that there's one remaining Velociraptor still alive. Oh, you taking the creek all the way down to the bottom then, I suppose. That's right. All I've right, rumors. Well, that is true. I will confirm that. You must have did your research. Uh, this creek here does end in a waterfall that leads to a deep, vast chamber underground. Uh, I believe a, a, a cave formation that is uh, awe-inspiring. Uh, but I ain't never gone down there because it's a little too scary. You know, I'm a simple guy. I don't go down underground. I don't go into haunted houses. And it's done me well so far. But I will gladly take you to the end and let you go over. That's all I ask of you. All right, moving around down here. You all see this kind of part of the creek up ahead here? 
It's going to shallow out, and you see these high walls on the sides. This here is Kylik Cove. This is the spawning grounds. So uh, you're going to have a lot of bugs around here. You look down in the water. Water's real clear. Right? That's because you got all them frogman tadpoles sucking up all that dirty stuff. You got them oysters on the bottom there. You got uh, freshwater oysters. See those all in there and a clumping in the bottom? Everything spawns in here. Oh, yeah. You can eat them. You can eat. I tell you what. Now, now don't let any of them hear it because they speak, you know, probably around 30 words of English, these frogmen. Oh, my you God. Can take a, you can take a bite right out of the frogmen. That's pretty impressive for well, frogmen. I'm, I don't want to do even that. Gotta, you don't <laughs> even got to rinse them off or nothing. And it's good. It's like chicken. It's good. It's good. You know, Karen, I heard a story that around here, you guys have toads that lick people, and the toads get high when they lick you. That's true. That's them. Uh, we call them the toadlings, right? They're little guys about three feet tall. Right. Cute as a button. Honestly. Three feet cute tall. Oh, my God. Button. Pretty big. A little three feet tall, cute as a button. They're built like French bulldogs, kind of like three foot tall humanoid French bulldogs. You know, they got them big old toad eyes and whatnot. They got a nasty old spotted tongue. It's like uh, red and white. Well, if I and see one, should I, let it, should I let it lick me so that it has fun and gets Don't high? Don't let it I lick not? you too much, all right? They're going to run up to you. You'll see them. It'll be a group of like six or seven of them fighting over each other, trying to lift up your pant legs and lick your legs. But licking humans gets them high. So don't let them get too high. You know what I mean? They got them big old pupils. They're going to dilate even further. You're just going to look like a bug's eye, right? If you mm. let them get three, four licks, they'll be friendly, right? But after that, you got to start kicking them away. They're going to start tripping. They really get sick if they lick enough humans. And they're going to throw up on themselves. They get violent. They try to kill themselves. Well, what if they one try of them to tells kill me, themselves constantly. What if one of them uh, tells me he can't even get a buzz anymore off three or four licks? Should I let him take some more licks? Well, you know, I think that might be beyond their vocabulary. They say more like stuff like more leg, more leg, leg, please. Mm. You know, if they say something to you at all, I mean, I just want you to know, you know, don't feel bad if you just got to fucking kick them. You know, they're cute and they seem nice, but they'll get nasty if you let them get too much. They get greedy. And that's when you got to hit them. I come down here, you know, my me and my nephew go uh, go fishing down here. Right, and those toadlings come up and try to lick us the whole time. I bring a hockey stick with me. I whack, whack them up, catch them around the head. They're they're like big old softies, you know. They just go bouncing around the forest. Nothing really hurts them. You can hit them as hard as you want. You know, earlier you said hockey is the sport you don't really know much about, but now you're bringing hockey sticks and whacking everybody. I got them. a hockey stick because you know I, I don't want to. You know, I had a baseball bat, but a baseball bat's like you know really clobbers them. You know, yeah, I ended yeah, up killing not as a few much reach on it. either. Yeah, so it was like I was getting up close, and if you if you landed a direct hit, you know that you'd be spraying that toadling over three or four trees. You know, I'd feel bad about leaving that sucker laying there like a little shit hit. I feel you. Hockey stick's a lot more reasonable. I get a lot further away. I can push him away. I can slap him on the head, but nothing's really got enough force or weight behind it where I can really brain these guys. You know. Let me tell you though, if I you know splayed one of those toad's brains out all over like 20 trees wouldn't be the first time i'd done something like that are you talking about killing a different animal you're talking about you've killed these toads before because you shouldn't just kill them no i wouldn't i haven't killed these toads i never met them before but uh i've only killed uh, them as an accident they're not cruel they're just greedy well this stays just between us here on this boat but well he's recording it so uh uh, uh, i do have a to the show because uh caron um, if I may ask a little bit, you said you, you could say a little bit of your backstory. I noticed that, that tattoo on your arm and it's like kind of, I know it's dark and there's only like, you know, torchlight and everything, but it, is that, is that sluggo? Is that sluggo on your arm from Nancy? Wait. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's sluggo. Hold Why on do you a have second. a sluggo got, tattoo? I, hold on. I, I got a text message. I got to read it real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah, phone? Sluggo. Yeah, from uh, comics. <laughs> yeah, I love comics. I love reading them. I love, you know, uh, you know, Kathy. She's always wanting chocolate, right? And so, uh, why do you, you, why know, do you have a Sluggo tattoo? Well, probably because of my favorite thing about Sluggo, you know, which I learned from 
you know, my favorite sluggo. Okay, that's what he's from. Nancy and Sluggo fandom wiki. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love Sluggo because he's Nancy's best friend introduced in 1938. Well, you, you kind know, of Sluggo, look like him. Sluggo is Nancy's age and is a poor ragamuffin type from the wrong side of the tracks. Sometimes described as Nancy's boyfriend. I honestly saw that tattoo and I just thought it was a gang thing. You know, another thing about Sluggo is he's portrayed as lazy and his favorite pastime seems to be napping. In 1976, Bush Miller told a reporter who asked how Sluggo supported himself, I assume he delivers groceries on Saturday or something like that. It's going to be awful to I be know named a lot Sluggo, about Sluggo when you're lazy and sluggish. Like, I know a lot odds? about Sluggo. I know who he is. That's why I got the tattoo because he's such a cool guy to me. He lives at 720 Drab Street. Oh, you're gonna dox All right, on this now you're getting, we're getting a little bit too much backstory about Sluggo. I think you're right. If we got enough backstory to keep track of here, I don't want to. Yeah, wanna, we don't need to get into someone else's backstory. I'll stick on the spawning grounds here. You can see that's Mexican I was just, salmon right I was there. Just, I was just a little bit curious because um, my client actually grew up with Sluggo when he was a kid, so that's why. Oh, he knew him. I, I didn't know him for yeah, they real. Were neighbors. I mean, I was a huge fan of his. You know, I read the. The wiki? Well, he has a place in Malibu, <laughs> I think, now. He's still alive. Oh, good. Yeah, you know. I know that. I know every. I know a lot about Sluggo. I know who he is. If y'all can see here, swimming underneath the canoe right now, this is some Mexican salmon. They come up from the Gulf of Mexico. They swim Ooh. right up the creek. They go right down the hole to the center of the earth. And I don't know how they do it, but they start jumping back up. They blow their loads or whatever when they're jumping or something, and it propels them out of the cave. I don't know, but they all die, but they all fart out a bunch of little baby salmons or something. It's fucking disgusting. Uh, Creek Bigfoot, that was actually the Creek Bigfoot varieties. You can see them. If you see any eggs that are about four feet tall, that's going to be a Creek Bigfoot egg. I don't see any of those here. Yeah, we got jeans birds. They're denim birds. Those are over well, there. They're cute, but they remind me of a dark thing about my past, unfortunately. Well, that's how we get our genes, so. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I wasn't are you going to tell? Part. Are you going to say? I feel like he's alluding. Like, he, that's alluding, well, if you say. It's just this one just this can't leave this boat if I tell you. He's recording. I already kind of told. I feel like you're just going to tell us no matter what. It's going to leave well, the boat. He's going to tell us no matter what. I just like fucking when I see birds, it just like fucks me up because like. I once for a client, I had to kill Big Bird's brother. I didn't know he had a brother. What was that like? Yeah, that, yeah, you better not. Well, he doesn't anymore. Yeah, Did you do you're it with a gun or you yeah, have to gun. do that. I, I shot I him out like of the a tree. I feel like a regular pistol could take down Big Bird. You have to get like a thirty out. Well, I mean, Big Bird's brother Pow, was kind of a, right he was kind of a uh, kind of a, a rough. Uh, it's like a whole Dennis and Randy Quaid type of deal. You know, he's a real recluse, and Big Bird Big was always trying to help him out, but his brothers just. Biologically, a bird that big has to have two brains. Has to have a little brain in its ankle or something. I don't think so. I think it just has like a more human no, sized brain. Dinosaurs had like, like you know, like chestnut sized brains, right? You would probably know. I, well, I blew, you know I, I blew his brain out, so I should know, but I didn't look after I killed him. Uh, but the problem was he knew too much, so someone had to take care of him. He probably heard too much backstory. I, I, well, he is did. that going? Is that is that is that, is that something that could happen to us over here? If you keep telling us too much, we would know too much. And we only have to get if our a client brain. asked me to do it, but I, I don't. I don't think any of my clients know who you two are. Are you a hitman? Is that is that part of what a client? Occasionally, like I, I'm, I'm kind of like, what's your job title when people ask Basically, you what you I do? Basically, I wrangle rare flora and fauna. Sometimes that means I acquire them. Sometimes I have to assassinate them. I've killed so fauna too. I've killed a, a you piranha. You kill plant. exotic animals? Yeah. Not always. Uh, so just is that sometimes. like a hunter? But you're not a hunter, right? Not really? Just, no, but I'll do what I need like to do. More like a hitman for animals. You don't use any yeah. part. Like, did you use any part of Big Bird's brother? That's up for the people of Sesame Street to decide. I mean, that's a poor ass neighborhood. They probably ate that bird because they didn't have much on the table. They probably you know did I mean? eat that bird. Yeah, they probably ate that bird. That's what I would have done if, you know, a six foot. Tall bird, you don't want that go to waste. I mean, realistically, even though Elmo is like his friend, it's okay for Elmo to eat a bird, right? I think so. Like, he's a guy, right? Is Elmo a guy or is he an animal? I think he's a Muppet, but a Muppet could eat a bird. I think he's a Muppet closer to a man or an animal. 
Not a bird, I'll tell you that much. Well, they're they're like they feathers. Man puppets. That's what Muppet comes from. They're sort like of puppets how, that like, are men. Think of God bestows, you know, the you know, I don't believe in him, but he says God bestows, you know, dominion, man dominion over animals. You know, do we have dominion over, you know, Muppets? You know, I are believe, they, yeah. Do they, does a Muppet have a soul? Well, there's a Muppet named Animal, so it just seems like they're closer to animals than humans. It could be this, you know, this could be that's a lot of backstory the Muppets have. That's what I'm learning right now. I'm kind of getting a headache. Believe me, I wish I never had to learn any of it, but my life went down so many dark paths because I didn't do enough homework in high school, and then I had to become a um, right. Like okay, a guy who you does know, this I feel stuff. like uh, you know, even though we've kind of opened up the backstory floodgates, you know, I don't, I don't think we need to hear repeated backstories. You know, is that am I being rude? I'm just trying to remember, like maybe you didn't remember some of the details. I mean, I, I see. Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, I don't know how you want to do it. You, you, you guess, yeah. Oh, over there on the shore, you see that? That's a Protestant cobra. Oh, my God. That's right down there. Oh, swimming through the rider right there. That's a cooter snake. We got uh, lot lizards, eggs in the clutch over there. We also got lot lizards and little lizards. Oh, watch out for those. And, uh, oh, we're a couple of days away from it. But y'all look up and see how close the moon is right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're probably uh, about three days too early from it, but, uh, you know, three days from now, that moon's going to be close enough where you can climb up on top of it and fish from it. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. I was like the DreamWorks logo. How often does that happen? I'd say that happens about once a month. It comes down oh, here over once this. once per moon. Kinda, That's ironic. Yeah, usually the frog guys will jump up on it. They'll fish. They ride their box after with their, you know, pig girlfriends or whatever. I don't, you know, I don't know. It's a weird, uh, it's, you know, kind of biome here. You ever seen an ET fly past that sucker? You know, I, I, I only like a, a kind of sort of a black outline going over the moon. But uh, you know, I, I, it couldn't. You know, it might not have been ET. It could have been a witch. Yeah, it could have been Alan Greenspan or something. I didn't really get a good, vi- yeah. good visual. It could have been a witch on a bicycle. Could have could have been Abe Vagoda. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're turning the kind of the crest here. Y'all see this all the way down past the riverbank right there. It's a side. Any, any fans of history here? Um. Y'all like backstory so much. History is basically, you know, mostly backstory. I figure y'all yeah. would go crazy about I'm that. I'm a little more into backstories than history, but what about Civil War buffs? You guys, uh. Uh, not too into the backstory of uh, that, but uh, also we beat your guys' asses in that civil war, by the way. <laughs> well, I didn't fight in it, and you know, I may be a little bit, you know, uh, you know, I'm 45, but yeah, that's a long time. It was before my time. You well, know? we were like the away team. We came down here to the south, and we kicked your ass on your home turf. Right well, all's well that ends well, really. You know, is kind of how I view it. You know. Oh, it ended well. You think? And then now we got a crick. We got all this stuff, you know. We got, you know, it's all right. Okay. I don't want to go back and like have the South win or something. Then we could shove it in your face because a bunch of other bad stuff would happen, and all of history's backstory would be messed up. Okay. I mean, I'm happy with how it turned out too. I'm just surprised that you are. I'm just not personally offended by you kind of trying to rub it in my face, like as if I'm some sort of, you know, Confederate. You know, yokel. Well, you said you were a sports guess, guy. You know, it was like uh, it's kind of like the first week of the college football season where you know the union came in here, beating up on this small like podunk college, seventy-two to ten. You know, just to run up the score. That's kind of what is we that, did. Is that guys. what happened in the Civil well, War? Imagine, they came down happened. and just kicked the, their ass immediately. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what's the union, union soldiers beat the bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the first battles were eleven versus eleven scrimmages. Yep. Well, they got the That's feel where football for the was invented. The yeah. They realized that the way the war was being perpetrated wasn't going to work because there's all these lines of guys. It takes so long to load these damn muskets and shit. They're like, why don't we just scuffle with the pigskin? Uh, oh, I want you all to take a look at something. Hold on to the side of the boat. I want you to stand up. You can kind of see over that bank right there. That is the right. site of the Battle of Fuckers Folly. Holy shit. Can you see oh, them bones? Whoa. They still got some bones skulls. sticking around there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a bloodbath in Fucker's Folly. What was the folly that Fucker made? Let me tell you all a story. I know <laughs> I know. I said no backstory. <laughs> it's pretty much all we're we doing. We ain't perfect. You know, we all fall short of our, you know, our uh, 
ideal morality, and I, I must admit, I am ashamed to admit that I have been basically <laughs> all backstory today, despite my earlier uh, complaints. Uh, I think maybe you should just get rid of the rule. And I can't get rid of the rule because every single time somebody comes in here, they're having the adventure of their life. They try to get me all excited. I can't get excited every day, you know. Yeah, every single day I gotta get excited. I got two more y'all coming tomorrow. Y'all gonna have some crazy kind of gold they're looking for. Something to do with a bird or something, a golden bird. I don't know. Every time somebody comes out here with something crazy, I can't get excited every time. All right, let me tell y'all the story. <laughs> During the Civil War, Lieutenant Corporal Wally Fucker was looking to make a name for himself by orchestrating an ambush against his twin brother's battalion. Lammy Fucker, Lieutenant Corporal in the Union Army. Wally was trying to play head games with his brother, with Lemmy, by telling him he was going to ambush him and sent that to him with a messenger pigeon. So then Lemmy Fucker got mad and sent a pigeon to Wally telling him that he was going to ambush him. So they went around in the forest here in the woods trying to ambush each other for about five days, just kind of going in a circle around each other, just fucking around, not really getting anything done. So getting frustrated, Wally sets up camp. He gets out his map, and he points at a sunken valley surrounded by high walls, elevation on every side. The worst possible space in the area to set up an ambush, completely exposed, nowhere to hide. Wally thinks, okay, I'm going to set up an ambush here because it's such a bad position. This will be the one spot he never expects it. At the same time, Lemmy had looked up at the map and created the exact same plan. So both of them left their position, started walking to the spot in the dark in the middle of the night. No lights, no torches. So all of a sudden they get to that areas. The armies start literally bumping into each other. Everybody freaks out in the dark. People start shooting their guns randomly in directions. People are just closing their eyes, swinging their fist around. And uh, 4,000 people died. Yeah, every single one in both battalions died. Uh, no wounded, nobody injured, uh, just all, they all died. Uh, neither army told their superiors where they were going, so no one even knew that there was a battle here until some kids found it in the 1920s. We're still waiting on the state to send somebody to pick up all the bones, but uh, y'all want to take a bone, take a skull, go ahead and grab it. They just sitting there. Um, I feel like it's probably a bit taboo to disturb the dead, right? That's nah, fine. No one even worries about that stuff. They was all, I mean, that was fuckers' folly. Everybody who died there is just some fucking. You know, we don't worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Plus, we well, got witches in the area. The witches are going to come down here. They take a skull every now and then. Nothing seems bad seems to happen to them. Yeah, I don't think my client's after this particular kind of thing. It's just a shame. I was ready to gloat. I was thinking we were going to whoop your boys' asses in that story. It's kind of sad that it didn't really nah, happen. Nah, everybody way. died, the North and the South, yeah. and nobody knew they died, and uh, they were just dead. It's like they were just deleted from history uh, with no monument and no one to care. So, I yeah, guess, kick the skulls, pee on them. I don't think anybody really kind of a, uh, That kind place of a, ain't haunted. It ain't like the general store. The battle site ain't a, haunted. It's a bummer of a backstory. I wish I didn't know about it, actually. I wish you didn't tell it to us. You know, people like to talk about, you know, how bloody every battle is. It's the bloodiest one. Like, it's, it, you know, every, all the blood that could have been spilled got spilled. You know, usually when a place is haunted, it's because someone died with regrets. But in that battle, obviously, there everyone no on both sides had no regrets. They're there fighting were no for what regrets they on in. either side. You know, when you meet the enemy face to face and all you're trying to think about is, you know, destruction by any and all means. And yeah, they both. If you think of it this way, no soldier there has any unfinished business because none of the other soldiers done lived. Yeah, it's true. It's a very clean fight. You can say this. It was a very clean fight. Everything it was, was a taken clean care fight. Of. I mean, we don't know. We're all speculating. Uh, for so The scientists were looking at the bones, and they said they could tell that they died afraid. I'm not sure how, but uh, you know, scientists seem pretty secure, seem pretty uh, 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 confident in that assumption. All right. Well, I think that's enough backstory about that battle. I have a question about a rumor I heard that there's a very massive, massive salamander that will grant a wish once a year to one oh, person. Oh, that's old Bubby. You talking about oh old Bubby. God. How massive is so he? So he's real. 
He's six feet tall. He's about he sits down and he's about as tall as a person. Wow. Wow. He doesn't really, you know, he doesn't really walk on all fours anymore. He's so big. He can kind of crane his neck and he he kind of walks on two feet around here. You'll see him. He's wearing a little sarong. Does he grant wishes? Uh yeah, I mean he does. He may, a lot, he he says he makes dreams come true. Oh. Yeah. So he says he can tell you what your dream is. I think he's pranking personally because what he'll do is he'll say like oh i know you know you go up to him you you know the old bubby you say uh you know old bubby i wish for you know uh a million dollars and he would say you don't need a million dollars i only give you what you need and then he ends up giving you like five dollars and that's nice and all but you can't really do much with five dollars you'd be like all you need is five dollars hmm do you think he'll be able to tell me if this is truly the essence of a woman in this jar I think he'll probably give you $5. I don't know where he gets all the money, but that's what he seems to say everybody needs is just $5. He says $5 is all you need. I mean, who so I guess if your wish is to get $5, then yeah. He says he'll grant any wish, but he just gives you $5. So he's a liar? I, You know, I don't want it. Maybe he's got a unique worldview. I don't make judgments like that on people. I try to keep my backstory to myself, and you keep your backstory to yourself. Well, I don't know. That's necessarily something you really try to do from your conduct. Well, you know, I tried to do it. You got to admit, I tried to do it at the beginning. I had a rule. Did I not? I think think you you used that as like, you used it like as a jumping jumping point to talk about backstories. You said, all right, we're not going to talk about them at all. No, sir. But then well, all you do is talk about backstories. Because, yeah, I, the second I, I, before I even got my rules out, y'all was talking about what backstory you're going to do. I did not. I said I just introduced myself, and that was it. I didn't yeah, talk I about my backstory. You, I could tell you. I could tell you guys are both going to tell me your backstories. You know, so yeah, let's not because you're going to get it out of about us. Who's, you're going to ask. No, I'm not us. trying to get it. I out don't of you. think it, my client would like all this bickering. My client is more interested in partying than all this talk of backstories. All this bickering. He's going to tell us who it is. I'm just waiting. I'm not well, going to ask who you your that. client is. Yeah, you're going to tell me though. I guarantee you're going to tell me. Well, do you want to know? Yeah, tell me. My client is none other than star podcaster Alex Branson, who will be hosting Alex Branson's Hawaiian house party in Paris, France, very shortly. And in fact, I am one of his vendors, and I am looking to procure the world's only dinosaur, the Velociraptor, to bring to his Hawaiian house party in Paris, France, coming very soon. Well, all right. That's your that's your backstory is nice and out now. That's, uh, that's uh, kind of a weird coincidence. Oh, um, I, I knew, tr- I knew I truly it. Truly didn't. Here it comes. Well, I didn't know that that was his client. It's not my client, but uh, my client is trying to build the perfect woman so he can so he could bring her to the. Uh, sure, you guys are all Oh my God, who's your client? Well, I'm not supposed to say, but I mean, if you, I guess you show me yours, I'll show you my, uh, well. I said no funny business on the boat. I'm going to, let me just uh, see if I can stop recording here. It's Jack Nicholson is my client. Oh my God. Branson's going to be so excited. Did he RSVP? I don't know if the RSVPs went out. I don't know if the invites are out yet, but he's definitely on the list. It doesn't matter. Jack will be there. He'll crash it if he has to, but he said, I'm finally going to bring the perfect woman to this party. I've been searching for her for years. Oh, my God. Branson's going to flip. And he needs me to confirm. He's going to snitch on Jack Nicholson to the cops? What do you mean? No, I mean, he's going to flip like he's going to flip out. He's going to be so excited. Oh, okay. I was like, what did... I mean, no, Jack no, no. Branson would secrets, never snitch. But... Never. He would never snitch on Jack Nicholson. But how do you think Jack Nicholson's going to respond to this velociraptor at the party in Paris? France? Oh, he's, he, he's seen them before. Oh, my God. That yeah. old, he huh? said back in the 70s that raptors were all over the place. Wow. Kind of like buffalo Is that, guess, uh, back in the day. Uh, that's uh, over there. If y'all want to look to the left real quick, that's a ziggurat. Oh, my God. What's that for? What we're are they moving that for? on past it now. The waterfall is coming up here. What? What's what for? The ziggurat? You said there's a ziggurat? Yeah, it's a ziggurat. I don't know. The kids drink beer there, the local kids. They'll come down here Friday, Saturday nights. You can probably see some like... Uh, you know, Coors Lights cans or whatever over there. Uh, but honestly, the ziggurat's kind of, you know, it's kind of not much there. It's not haunted or nothing. There's statues of snake men or something. Uh, I don't know. Somebody said it was built by the Acadians. 
I guess oh they just God. got it over here, but you know, there ain't really there ain't really much to it. You know, I know Ziggurat may sound enticing, but not not a lot of backstory there, ironically. You know, I've been to a Ziggurat once. Uh, I was on a mission to shoot and kill Tanuki Mario. It was okay because he's a Tanuki. I don't shoot people, but he was a Tanuki at the time. And he was doing a level on the Ziggurat, you know? So I had to ambush him there. You know, I feel like he... I feel like you just made that up. I, don't I feel like you're just sword. a hitman. If that's true, you're just a Well, I'm a hitman, hitman sometimes for certain exotic creatures, not But humans. that's not really a creature. I mean, he wears clothes, right? Dude, no, Mario wears clothes. If you wear, yeah, but if you wear, if you, you shouldn't kill anything that can wear clothes. Call me old fashioned. You know, even Big the toadlings I only kill on accident. They wear little, little brown robes they craft. But you know, it was an accident when I killed them. I don't think we should kill anything that's Big, smart enough to put on like a shirt. Big Bird's brother was wearing a Cookie Monster fitted. Didn't stop me. And <laughs> so I feel like you're just killing guys. That's a guy. No, if it's they're not, smart enough bird. to wear a shirt, you know, it can it talk? Did it beg? I've seen cats and dogs wear shirts. Did, did Big Bird's smart. brother beg? No, he didn't see it coming. I got him in one shot from behind the, the corner of the I was hiding behind the bank on Sesame Street. <laughs> Shot him sniped. from around the corner of the bank, sniped him out. <laughs> just, you're a, I guess that's hunting, I guess. If that's that. Yeah, it's Still, a bird, it isn't seems it? seems like, uh, you know... No different than shooting a duck or a quail or whatever they shoot these days, you know? Well, yeah, it is a little bit different because, you you know, usually you go hunting for ducks in, like, a swamp. You were on a That's street. True. Also, there's not that many ducks... somebody wearing a shirt. There's not too many ducks who know too much, you know? But he knew way too much about Sesame Street. The big Sesame bird's brother knew too much? What'd he know? I'm getting all the backstory He had now. dirt on everybody. Snuffleupagus, Big Bird himself, everybody. I guess it's uh, always a little bit more glamorous than you imagine it would be. Well, Sesame, Sesame Street's Street kind of a shithole. always seems so wholesome. And, you know, no, it doesn't. It's a shithole. Well, now I know that it's a shithole because there's open murders on the street. <laughs> people like are just l- used to it there. That's why people barely even flinched when I did well, it. I mean, like, there are people living garbage cans and no one says anything. Yeah, they don't care. They're living in squalor out there. In well, it's not Sesame on Street. us to judge a Muppet society. I will let the Muppets live their own life and they, I can live mine here. Well, now that we're at the Ziggurat, do you think... Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Grover did borrow a lot of money from Jack once and he still hasn't paid him back. <laughs> I saw Grover sitting courtside with Jack like a few years ago even. They were still on good terms. No, they had a falling out. They had a falling out. Oh, my God. Over money. You hate to hear it. He's still like, I mean, like Grover hangs out with uh, Kyle Kuzma and then like Jack just absolutely. Grover's like a middle-aged man, though, right? I know he's a Muppet, but he's sort of like the middle-aged man of Muppets. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if Muppets age like dogs, like they're seven years per year. Can Grover own property? I, I'm sure he does. Does he rant? Not with how much does money he, have, he owes. Does, can he get a title on a car? Would they give him <laughs> a driver's he's a, license? He's a, he's a dumb guy. I'll tell you that. He's a dumb guy. He makes bad decisions. Well, that's, you know, still, you know, he's got some capability. I'm I'm, I'm feeling like we're just killing people willy-nilly or something. Well, I'm not going to well, kill you don't understand I'm, not the I'm not a hitman. I don't kill people. You don't know the backstory. I, I've heard all the back. I think I know all the backstory. Now. You've heard I don't my think backstory, backstory, but you haven't heard Big Bird's brother's backstory. The shit kind of shit he knew. What kind of shit did he know? Look, that's not my backstory. Okay, this oh, is getting okay, out of yeah, control yeah. with these backstories. I'm we, willing to we give would, you mine. Yeah. I even well, I, I, I got sort of an insatiable curiosity about myself. Look that, here, uh, Karen. We're at the Ziggurat, so that means, according to my research, that the falls can't be far. Oh, yeah, the falls are coming up. I mean, can y'all hear? I can't hear nothing yet. You guys hear them? I can hear a little bit trickle. Yeah, they're coming up. All right, now, is your intention, uh, both of y'all, to uh, ride this sucker to the bottom no, of the waterfall? Not. You're going to yep. let your boat that you made yourself go over the falls? It always comes back up. I don't know how it does it. I don't know if you know it, it is- does it, but I, I just kind of sit here. The, go- the boat comes shooting back up. I suspect like there's some ancient ride. system that's kind of like a bowling ball return, but for boats. Yeah, I was going to. Uh, I got. I got. I was going to read the. I got book four of the Dark Tower series. Usually, uh-huh. it shoots down up. It comes right back up. You know, three hours later. So once you all suckers go down there, if you want to come back up, you can just stay in the sucker. It'll shoot right back. Okay, up. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. It's probably whoever built the Ziggurat also built like the bowling ball return system for the I'm, center of I'm the. I'm trying earth. to figure out what Roland's childhood was like. 
it was it was hard okay. to be a guy with you know a guy backstory a, a cow, if you will he was like cow yeah oh yeah i'm getting a lot of backstory i'm going from backstory to backstory i don't know if i can keep track i'm gonna i'm gonna fall asleep tonight and i can get everything jumbled up well it looks like we're coming up on the falls here all right, y'all are going to want to keep your hands on the inside here. I'm going to use this moment here to disembark. Make sure, all right, when you guys come back up, it's going to be pretty hot out here. Have plenty of sunscreen. Uh, don't be alerted if, uh, you know, you start spinning in circles. It almost kind of flushes like a toilet. What's going to happen is you're going to drop down into the cistern. You're going to wait. It goes up and then it goes down. It's going to suit you around. Just hold your mouth when you go down in there. It's sort of like being flushed down the toilet. All right. All right. Well, this is where I'll leave you, boys. Y'all have a good one. Keep it safe there. I got seat belts in the side there. Uh, if you want to go ahead and tag those on. All right, I'm gonna strap in here. Oh. And I got the picture system set up here, so I'm gonna catch a look at you guys right when you go down. You can buy from me later for $29.99. <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm gonna be sick. Oh my God, we're in some kind of ancient cave. Oh look, there's a Velociraptor. There he is. Oh, hey. Hey, come over here, Holy fella. Holy shit. All right, get on the it's boat. Real. My client's going to love this. Alex Branson's Hawaiian's house party is going to go crazy with this real-life Velociraptor. Can't believe it worked out so well. All right, let's open this up. Roland becomes a gunslinger at the unheard-of age of 14 after being manipulated into the trial of manhood by Martin Broadcloak, his father's advisor and alias of Randall Flagg. 